Welcome to A Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we'll be venturing into the world of the supercharged beers, where breweries have taken their existing brews and turned them up to 11. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Here we are. Right. Gonna be fun. This is gonna be an interesting episode. I did I did put in a a disclaimer. So so basically what we're doing is we have decided based on what we saw in 2020, where all these different breweries started releasing MP versions, we thought it would be fun to try some uh imperial versions of originals, compare them, see if it was worth the payoff of amplifying them as such. Um and I want to make it clear we are (laughs) doing tasters of all of these first and we will be pacing ourselves and I've got a massive amount of water to drink yep. with as well um so <laughs> please teeny tasting glasses we encourage you to try beers at home but we also encourage you to do so responsibly I yes, feel like please. say that based on what we're drinking today <laughs> do it responsibly yes. hydration yes. is key yes. hydrate pace yourself do not neck them and snacks and snacks i don't have snacks today i I don't think we're drinking enough of them i mean not snacks no right now right now (laughs) we need need snacks afterwards um yeah so we are looking at beers that have they made a good beer to start with and then they decided to make an imperial version or a different version in some way um today we, I have got, I think we both have got, Hamilton City of Cake, which is the, an award-winning beer for them. Um, and then they then created Cake Metropolis, which is an imperial version. Those are both uh, chocolate fudge cake stouts. We then have, a, it, I'm a bit Hamilton heavy, and I've not actually drunk a lot of Hamilton before. So it's all right. right. So then we've got Crunch. If you haven't had Crunch yet, people. I like, haven't had Crunch yet, people. You've got to get on it. <laughs> although, I'm about to get on it. <laughs> although I, I say that. So this is a peanut butter milk stout. Um, I actually, controversial as I like to be, <laughs> I prefer Crunchier, which is their imperial version. Because um, it's supposed to be a bit more chocolatey, which I well, I've had it on draft before. I've not had it from a can, so we'll see. We'll see how Ooh. that goes. Um, but also, spoiler alert: by the time you've watched this, yes. you probably will have already seen <laughs> our alcohol-free episode for Dry January. Yay! Yay! Um, we've received where we've purchased uh, an alcohol-free version of Crunch. I'm excited. That's exciting. I think that's exciting. yeah. So watch that if you haven't already, or after you watch this, because obviously this is more exciting feat. I think yeah. drinking. <laughs> this many <laughs> go back watch that and see how that one stacks up against these ones so you can see the whole what we think of the whole family of crunch whole family whole speaking of family, family speaking of families we have then got hazy jane from brew dog we've then got <laughs> og hazy and then we have a triple hazy couldn't get hazy af but I think three is enough. <laughs> I think the thing is, we probably could have, but I was like, I'm not putting in a specific order. <laughs> yeah, just to get uh, yeah. Hazy AF. Although, although Hazy AF is one of my favourite of their alcohol-free beers, just so you know, on a side note. Side note. <laughs> so, side note, I prefer Hazy AF. <laughs> <laughs> hazy AF. I do, to be A-F. fair, as much as we go on about Brewdog and as much as <laughs> I really genuinely like the approach of taking AF. I mean, it's like the easiest, most straightforward. Um, and the fact <laughs> that they just put it on the end, it just makes it sound really great. Hazy AF. But that's a separate episode. <laughs> so it is a separate episode. Yeah. So if you've episode. not watched that separate episode, <laughs> which was the first of 2021. Yes. You can watch that now. Go watch the- that now. Yeah. Um, uh, speak to all speak to your smart speaker speak to go on speaker. all the big platforms <laughs> or come look us look us up on youtube go and have a look at it i stay away from youtube because i don't like watching myself <laughs> so don't like listening to myself either but watching it makes it 
twice as bad. But for another person that's not me, you probably want to see what it is we're looking at. So <laughs> it's good for that. All right, what are we starting with? I think we should go hazy first. Cause oh, that's, okay. Because it's the light one. The, uh, yeah. Right. I need my bottle opener. I've seriously miscalculated this. I've only got cans today. Anybody that's watched our videos before, <laughs> I'm normally, <laughs> I've changed my room around, so I've got this nice setup now. That's different to my previous setup, um, but it's a bit further away from where my table is, so I've got to do a sad lean to do it. So, right. Which one did you open first? Um, and I'll ask why I've asked this question. I started on hazy. Go from low to high, I think. Right, so I've got mine poured. It is obviously hazy, <laughs> hence the name. Um, it would be weird if it wasn't. But yeah, it's oh. quite juicy, quite juicy looking yellow, I think. Yeah. Nice fluffy head. A lot of tropical, tropical fruit. I'm getting quite yes. a big smack of, of hop, vegetable hop on this one. I don't think some, I remember that. I've got some solid pineapple coming through. I'm getting a bit of... Um, Gonna be a resin, but I'm I'm getting a bit of like a kind of like a milky smell to it as well, and I'm oh. quite sure why. A bit weird. It's not got lactose in it, is it? No, I don't think so. It's no. just a bit of a background. I don't know if it's maybe a few different smells mixing together, giving it sort of a weird milky. Yeah. Vibe, but it's got oats and wheat in it, so maybe it's that. Might be. Might be. Um, but basically, the reason why I asked the question about which one you were starting is because this one is not the first one to be released by BrewDog. So OG Hazy, which we'll be drinking in a minute, was actually, just to give a brief history about them, that one was actually the one that was released first. And it's the higher ABV one, which obviously like I said we'll get into in a minute. Um, what they did was they, and I know this is our supercharged amplified episode, but what they did is they kind of dialed it down a bit um, and they ended up remaking the Hazy Jane, rebranding it. Basically, there's a lower ABV, which is this Hazy Jane. Um, and then as we were just talking prior to recording, <laughs> um, there was a there was a call to have the higher ABV Hazy Jane that come back. So what they did is they made OG hazy. And then from there, they also made the triple hazy. So obviously I'm not taking into consideration the alcohol free one, just because that's a whole separate episode in itself. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't sure if you opened up the original. No. <laughs> because like, are we going to go first, <clears throat> then second, then third? Um, but yeah. Now that we start with the start with Hazy Jane, which is 5%. Bold. That's quite a sessionable strength. Mm. It is nice. I do like Hazy Jane, to be fair. Lots of pineapple. Yeah. Sessionable. I'm a big pineapple. Pineapple fan. I do like pineapple juice. So, but it's got the right amount of hoppiness and, and that bitterness in there. That yeah. it's very sessionable, I think. Yeah. Nice. Absolute classic. And the thing is, I, I think everyone probably at one point or another has had a Hazy Jane. Like, I feel like it's it, like to think somebody not having had it, it it's like one of those core brew dog ranges that I think most people have so i don't know how much we necessarily need to elaborate on it so. i don't think so um i mean if you haven't had hazy day and go try it mm. um because it's it's i think it's now fairly classic um new england ipa from our shores it's quite refreshing as well yes it's a summer beer i think yes i know it's, it's barbecue it's beer to be we are in it now <laughs> in january my sad window where it's cold <laughs> and yeah i'm not not a fan Right, let's put this to the side. Yeah, I'm cracking OG. OG Hazy. OG. Always makes me feel good cracking an OG because it just sounds cool. So this one, yeah, 7.2. So that's a, the original Hazy Jane was a 7.2, which I think is really interesting that they've gone, we're going to take it down a few notches. And I don't know if it's because they wanted it to be more sessionable, to fit in more with core range, or if there was another reason behind that. Right, so this is really interesting. I'm looking at the two together. Um, OG Hazy is lighter in colour. It's a lot more yellow. Ooh. And it's slightly cl- and it's clearer. I don't think it mine is, is. Is yours not? Mine is. Mine's mine almost is not. clear. Like I can see my hand through it. I mine is not very hazy at all. Mine is very hazy. Oh, see, the colours are the um, same. The colours are um, the same. But yours is hazier than mine. Though. Yeah, smell, smell is different. smell on this one. I'm not as much of a fan of because um, it's not as pineapple-y and like sweet juicy, you know what I mean, in the scent. 
So my hazy Jane has got more hop resin to it, and this one I get more straight up pineapple juice, which is my interesting. Cousin, and I do actually question if this is um, it's got a bit of like a sulfuric kind of smell to it, oh. and I don't. Think it's supposed to, so I'm a bit this no. and not be very good. You might have a bad can. Mm. Mm. It's one of those things that's a bit difficult to tell because I don't know if you've ever had the situation where you kind of go, it smells a bit off. And then you taste it and you go, well, I can't tell if it's the smell that's got into my head. And that's given it a slightly, because obviously, you know, part of your tasting is through your smell. And every time you go yeah. to take it, you get some smell in. So it's, I can get the pineapple quite heavily in the drink, but there's a bit of a weirdness to it. But it's not enough to go, that's obviously clearly oxidized. There's something clearly wrong. Yeah. With that. I don't know if it's my head playing games with me going, oh, it's only because you've, smelled that it's a bit weird that yeah smell as it's supposed to that's now triggering it to taste a bit weird so maybe say it's i don't i'm not getting as much fruit from this as i was the other one i'm getting probably more heavy pineapple it's so i I think this is part of the maybe this is a whole separate discussion in general and as we like to veer off and, and all that um i'm wondering if there's any element of when it gets brewed at such massive capacity as as brew dogs do tend to because you can get you know og you can get these quite easily accessible um supermarkets and what have you um i wonder if that if it's that level of because it's been brewed there at such a high level there's so much inconsistency in it that it makes it difficult to compare my batch from your batch i mean probably two separate batches altogether <laughs> yeah i'm trying to see where mine was it doesn't say when it was canned but they're all right till September. My These, so my ones, cloudy clarity. <laughs> my <laughs> ones. That's that's what the bottom of my can says. Um, cloudy clarity of yeah, that's that's my, of my OG of my OG hazy. Yeah. Um, that's mine as well. Yeah. Mine came out of the advent calendar, so I don't know how fresh they are. Well, mine's mine's you know the BBE of mine is December twenty twenty one, so it's, mine's fairly minor September. I get. I I can taste the alcohol. I can, I can the taste the alcohol more in this for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's not as much of um. I would say mine is not as hoppy. Yeah, agreed. It's hoppy in a different way. It's more boozy than it is hoppy. Whereas yeah. the Hazy Jane is a lot hoppier, and that's more sessionable. And that's definitely a barbecue beer. The OG, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a barbecue beer. Um, although I feel like this has become my new session beer, but it's definitely not a casual <laughs> go have a barbecue drink. No, it's not casual. I wouldn't say that one was casual. No. Right. Brew dogs are an interesting one because they've also decided to do the um double punk. So they do this quite a bit where they'll go, let's take in so obviously what the whole episode's about though. Go, let's take this original classic cool range and we're just gonna turn it up and we'll amplify it. And there you go, now you've got a sort of an MP version of double. Well, I quite liked the... So I think the Hazy range was the first ones that they did it with and they said that they wanted a family of beers so that people who like different things could access Hazy Jane in different ways, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I I still think I'm a Hazy Hazy Jane, Hazy AF fan more than the bigger ones, but that's just me personally. Like, I'm not a fan of of the hot burn or the alcohol burn like i want it all nice and leveled out so they're not they're not my faves we know i'm not a dipper and a chip fan so <laughs> no whereas i think after i get past the first few sips the og hazy where it's like fairly you know the booziness is yeah. really thick uh it becomes it becomes a lot more sessionable than the first few sips yeah. did. I definitely still wouldn't describe it as like a barbecue beer for casual light drinking no. uh, but it's it's um quite enjoy it but i think with the with the double ipa i think we discussed it on a separate episode yeah i didn't like the first one i had i found it too overly piney um too bitter it, it was way too bitter is what it was and i think the second one i had it was more alcoholic and it toned down the bitterness and i found that was quite interesting because i was expecting when we drank it this when i drank it the second time to go yeah too bitter is too bitter and i went oh actually <laughs> it's not it's very boozy now yeah no, double punk is not for me. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not on your favourite no, list. No, not on my list. Oh, this glass is filthy. I don't even want to show it. Oh, right. No, I think this is really interesting because my triple is is completely clear. My triple. There's a very 
slight like there's some matter in it that's stopping it from being a hundred percent clear but like along my along here so i've got triple i've got hazy jane og triple they gradually go from very hazed to slightly hazed to almost not at all not at all hazed that is interesting so for me um I would say this one is less haze than the other ones. There's definitely still a haze to it. Um, but it's that it's that element where it's just so haze that you can't see through to the other side, but you can see a shadow of your finger on the other side of the glass. Um, I think if it was any lighter, it, you'd be able to see through it. It's just that hazed enough that I can't see through to the other side. But if you're watching the video, I'm putting, yeah, can you can your- literally <laughs> see my hand straight through it. I, I have not got hazed. Say, My hazy Janes are not hazy. <laughs> I can't really hold them all up in one go. I need the board. I need the fancy board. But I would say they're all very. Are all like a kind they're of all very on par. Yeah, for those that are listening. So, what's on? What's the one that's closest to your microphone? Because that one's slightly darker that's in colour. So triple slightly darker in colour. I think the that's two, just the lighting. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. The other two are about the same colour, but they're all an even amount of haziness, whereas mine yeah. <laughs> decrease. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting that that yours yeah. and mine stayed all the same. I would say there's maybe the bot. It's kind of a bit ombre where towards the bottom of my triple, it's slightly darker, but the key bits of the the main part of it is pretty much they're all almost identical i would say yeah mine are not that's interesting from a quality control perspective yeah and i'm actually so i've gone back in for a second sip of the og where i said it was a bit sulfuric and i think what it was was heavy booziness on Mm. the first one that almost borderlined on synthetic plastic sort of that that level once i drank a chunk of it smelling it now it smells just more booziness and i think the triple if i'm honest it's the same where I'm getting juice, but very lightly. It's mainly booziness. Yeah. And mine's very sweet. Oh, God. Mine's very boozy. <laughs> I mean, I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it. But it's... I wouldn't say I I, I would be wanting to go back out. So I, I remember when the triple kind of was released. Um, it went to a supermarket, didn't it? That was the big thing. I think so. The supermarket. And I can't remember if it was more since... Uh, I'm, sure I'm it's assuming Tesco. it's Tesco. I'm I think they have like an exclusive. Everything goes to Tesco's first. <laughs> I mean, that's where Brewdog Tesco's. started was in Tesco's supermarket wise. So, yeah, I think I think that was released, and then um, the double IPA sort of they both came out. So they were going, oh look at us, we've got you know big ABV beers, um, and it's not something that I think I'd go into to Tesco and do my weekly shop and go I'll, I'll throw some in the basket what, what I usually buy from Tesco would be the light one to have the barbecue beer as you describe it I yeah. wouldn't be going in and going I'm going to get this and to be honest it's it's not much depth of flavor it's for me mine is just a lot of booziness and I think there's almost a bit of bitterness on the end of it as well yeah there's bitterness it's I'm finding also there's a sweetness and a floral note to it I'm getting floral but I'm not getting sweet on mine but it's oh the, the 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 lasting taste on it is just booze. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not a fan of this gonna... amped up version. Give no. me a hazy Jane any day. Thank you very much. I do. I do think but, that was quite an interesting experiment. Yeah, we? that was an interesting experiment to do. Um, but I I'm not a dipper tipper, high alcohol pale beer fan. So that wouldn't. I'm not surprised that that's not for me. And I'm uh, I'm enjoying me, my my hazy with the ABVs though. It's it's not about and it's something I made a note of um, to discuss later. For me, it's not just about the ABV. And I think for a lot of people, there's there's this idea of like higher ABV means it's this I don't know this more intense product which we should appreciate more. In some yeah, way. and I don't think that's the case. I think if it's high abv there needs to be a nice balance of flavors and i would say og yeah. me has a nice balance triple hazy doesn't have a nice balance if it's just all alcohol and alcohol burn i don't see that as being enjoyable for me uh, some people do it's just for me i like it a bit more a bit more depth to it really i think when it's all just absolutely blue, i could just have spirits what's yeah the what's the difference yeah well, i think some 9.5 I, I do think some people are just like yep i've heard a 15% beer. Mm. Cool. Um, did you enjoy it or did, were you just trying to get drunk? I don't drink beer to get drunk. I drink beer for the flavour. 
the drunkenness is an interesting side effect. <laughs> it's, it's a yeah, side effect. <laughs> I prefer like, but I also prefer having like a third of something and really enjoying it rather than yeah. trying to, you know, that's like a pint. When it comes to like high ABV stouts, which we're about to sort of move on to, for me, it's you know how complex is that flavor is it is it a mix of flavors that i enjoy like the omnipolo elvis i really didn't enjoy that that mix of flavors was not for me it doesn't matter if it's you know an 11 percent or a three percent it the way the flavors came out for me it just wasn't a nice enough mix that i'd want to go back for it again and like i said the og hazy to me that was a perfect balance because it had the hoppiness it has the booziness but it's still sessionable the triple, I'd find it hard to session because it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's balanced enough for me to find it enjoyable to drink. It's just not exciting to me. Yeah. Um, but I do think before we move on from Brewdog, I mean, they've done so many variants with their beers. I think they are quite, they're quite big and well known for doing variants of their beers. I've got behind me, I've got um, a Nitro Jet Black Heart. Because um, that was obviously one that varied. They had uh, the normal Jet Black Heart. Um, they did the Nitro version. And while I wouldn't say that's particularly highlighted as being uh, amped up per se, it is because the original Jet Black Heart was a lower ABV. Um, so it started out, I think, five or four point something. And it's gone up to about six, around 6%. Um, so I don't know what's happened in the process, but from going from a normal to a nitro, they have just to show the can, just to make it interesting. It's gone up to a 6%. Um, that's what the can looks like for anyone that wants to seek it out in, uh, is that Morrison's? I think that that one was in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've not tried it yet because uh, I wanted to try to find a normal Jet Black Heart, but basically this one replaced normal Jet Black Heart. Um, there was also Chocolibre Nitro, which they've, there was originally a Chocolibre. I don't think that one's the same though, because that one had the exact same ABV of 8.2% when I looked it up. I know that one was more available in the US than it was here. Um, so I never got my hands on it when it did come here. Because um, I think it might have been a bar only one if I... Oh, I bought it a while back. Like, I think I bought it not long after I became an EFP from Brewdog Soho. I brought a bottle of it home. So they did bottle it. But it, with it, I, you wouldn't have, it wasn't in supermarkets, for example. Yeah, like, and I had to get I, it from Brewdog. I don't even remember it being for sale, like on a on a website format. But it very well might no. have been. It might be very limited on it. Um, but I know that I think it was a, the first brew of it was in the US, and then they brought it over here. When I looked it up, they were saying I think Ohio was where it was brewed first, and then they brought it here, and now they just do the nitro version, which is also available at Morrison's. So, I've if your got, Morrison's has it. <laughs> Yeah, mine yeah, doesn't but again we discussed it in the supermarkets it's so hit and miss it's like you know go and brew dogs website you can get the nitro jet black heart you can't get the choco libre from what i've seen but definitely get jet black heart so um, that's another one that they kind of did and then they did an overworks one where it was um it was a brew dog overworks uh funk versus punk where they did a brett fermented ipa i don't know much about brett fermentation i don't know if you do oh yeah <laughs> Do you want to share any facts? Oh, any I love it. I love a bit of Brit. Right. So I know what it tastes like, but I have no idea. about the. I just know that my taste buds are happy when I have them. Yeah. So it's lovely. So, um, <laughs> so Britonomyces is a wild yeast. Um, so it doesn't sour the beer, but it does add funkiness to it. So by inoculating a beer with Britonomyces, which is incidentally, um, it grows naturally on like, the skins of fruit and things so so like back in the day before they understood sterilization and things like that it's very easy for a beer to have these types of flavors in it because they were just around and your beers like lambics and things like that where they are just um fermented with whatever is in the air bretonomyces can be in there because it is a wild yeast um so it gives now if you're if you uh, haven't had Brettanomyces before, please brace yourself because the words used to describe Brettanomyces are horse blanket, barnyard, and wet wood, <laughs> which all sound disgusting, but when they're in a beer, they're actually really delicious. <laughs> That's why uh, every time I've got a saison and everyone goes, I don't like it because I don't like horse blankets. I'm like, 
don't I that was new to me and I was like I don't understand what do you mean like it tastes yeah. really yeah it's just this like funkiness and those like are the it. kinds of words that people use to describe it and I try, I get barnyard when I do like I understand in my mind like I'm from Kent there's a lot of farms around here I've been through a lot of farms and I'm like oh yeah I know what you mean by barnyard and it's that kind of wet wood hay um just, yeah but horse yeah, blanket just, just confuses horse me blanket, like, horse, blanket. Blanket. <laughs> horse blanket i don't get horse blanket that's not my kind of description that i use barnyard i use quite frequently if i'm doing if i'm doing something that's bretted um and funky but it's well, it, it does like, taste it tastes a lot nicer it than tastes it. yeah it tastes nicer <laughs> than it sounds um give it a go but it's not for everybody it like wild fermentation definitely splits the room <laughs> yeah but i really enjoy a a funk versus punk um i use it in one of my classes when we're doing fermentation flavors and yeah it's a, it's quite lovely there's like a real um there's a real citrus zestiness that is behind that funkiness and it's really lovely i've not tried it and it's been one of the ones that i've really wanted oh, to try um, do try it never never got my hands on it but then i kind of thought like oh is it going to be like the same when as when brewdog normally does sort of a slight twist or something where i for me personally, I never get overly excited about mm. it. I always find I get excited and then I try it and then I go, I'm not blown, like it's not bad, but I'm not blown away. So I'm, until I did the research for this and actually realized it was a breaded, a brett fermented IPA, I was kind of like, oh, what twist of that? You know, have they done like a half beer, half cider? Tw- like who knows? And then I looked into it, I was like, oh, that actually sounds quite nice. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think I'm more likely to try it now if I can get my hands on it. Yeah, get, you used to be able to get it in Tesco's, but I don't think you can now. No, you, you can't. Because I think from Brewdog. I think I looked it up when we went to do yeah. our IPAs, and they they don't have it. So yeah. next time I happen to come across one, I would definitely try because it, it sounds really nice. Um, and then separately, Brewdog we always said have done their AF alcohol free ones, which again, shameless plug. Watch our <laughs> previous listen, episode on those. The and, AF uh, episode yeah listen af and we will tell you about the afs separately because this is all about the booze yeah we're all about <laughs> the booze today we've had enough dryness <laughs> it's moving on to that's that sounds unintentionally gross we're moving on to the high abv stuff yeah. so with that shall we crack the crunch crunch yes we can do crunch but now, do you think it's better to do do you think it's better to do crunch or is it better to do cake i don't think it i don't think it matters Either way around. I've already had, I've had crunch and crunch yet. I've not had the cakes. I am happy to go so, whichever one you think is the best let's, one. Let's start with crunches first. Okay. Um, so I've only ever had crunch in can. But as I said before, I've had crunchier on draft. So this will be, be interesting. This is more my wheelhouse. So these are, so crunch is a, is a milk stout and crunchier is an imperial milk stout, but is being referred to as an imperial... Uh, pastry stout while we're pouring this yeah i guess my question to you i've got my own idea my question to you is why do you think breweries choose to do this why do you think they choose to amp it up i i think my answer that i'd give you now would be a lot different than what i would give you this time last year um do you know what i have literally no idea why they do it um whether it is to get into a different market of people because they're like okay well, this is my a really good beer but there are this this chunk of the market who enjoy higher abvs um you know and particularly when it's i think when it's a stout as well people love an imp so i think tapping into that market by amping up your beer might well be a good marketing way to go it may also be that because they found a beer that they've made really well um, and they know really well then the brewer wants to um, experiment and push themselves and see if they can make it as well in a higher ABV because it's that's going to really change your ingredients and how it's going to come out at the end so maybe it's trying to push themselves as well yeah, I think I think like this time last year, if you would have asked me before I got engaged in all the forums and everything else and actually had conversations with people that work in the brewing industry and, and all that, when it came across from a brew dog standpoint, it sort of came across as if 
oh, they're milking a recipe that they know is going to do well. So, you know, if they can find a way to change it slightly and people will buy it, maybe, you know, that's what they're trying to do. And it came across that way. Um, but actually being sort of more in touch with people that are actually doing it, it it's my answer now. I mean, I'll hold my hands up completely and say that's what it seemed like. But now knowing what I know, I mean, it does kind of seem like what you said, they found something, a baseline recipe that works really well. And, and maybe they just want to play with it a bit and see, well, can I make it better? Is there anything I can do to push the boundaries and do something a bit different and a bit interesting? I think also the market has kind of changed in a way this year where people have gone, I've seen this year anyways, in particular, everyone's gone, I want higher ABV. So I think they've gone, I've taken this beer that's done quite well as it is. And let's just up the ABV because that's what the people want. Um, I mean, you might still get the element of people going, let's take what we know and find a way to twist it because we know it will sell. But I don't blame them for that because I think I think there's always a push to get something new out. So if that is what's happening with any of them, which I'm not sure it is, I wouldn't blame them for it. I I don't think I don't. I personally, as per, as a person that brews, um, I don't think that you can really say oh they've got this recipe and they're going to tweak it because you don't if you tweak it it could go completely Massively wrong change it, can't and, it yeah yeah and by and by making it a higher abv you are spending you're putting more ingredients in and you're spending more money and that is an expensive mistake to make if it doesn't work mm. out the way you want it to so i think i don't necessarily think from a business st- standpoint it doesn't make sense to be like oh yeah we'll just um, amp it up and yeah oh, if it doesn't work, I will, because it's going to cost you a lot of money yeah, in that because yeah, it's a sure. huge amount more more, um, more ingredients, which is going to be more expensive. The final product may well need to be more expensive. And if it's no good and people don't buy it, that's all your money down the drain. So from a business point of view, I don't think that's a reason behind it. I think, well, I think it's also more when you're barrel aging experimental. as well, the, bar- the barrel aging prospect, like with the barrel aging, obviously you have to brew the original thing, then you've got to go and barrel mm-hmm. aging. It might I think sometimes they just go we'll have some set aside and that will be like a small batch of barrel aged definitely um, stuff so I think there's obviously that as well and Plus that's that's a massive risk I would have gone oh they just want to milk it for the best recipes possible and then it's like the more I'm drinking them and the more I'm like like no 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 that's not no what's happening here and barrel aging is a massive risk because you don't know if that's going to come out. You don't know, like you think you've got this barrel that's great. There could be all sorts of bacteria in there that you're not aware of that completely mess up your brew. Like you've put aside this tiny little bit of an amazing beer to stick in there and it just all goes to pot. Like it's it's risky. It's it, really I mean, the payoff, <laughs> the payoff is but, brilliant when it comes out right, but it is risky business, I think, barrel aging. But it's really interesting you say that because I don't think as a person that doesn't brew at all, and when you look at it from a consumer standpoint, a consumer who doesn't take part in that process, I mean, this is getting a bit, I think, geeky for people that probably just <laughs> know what we think about the beers and they don't yeah. care about the technical stuff. For me, hearing that side of things, like that's that type of risk is something I never would have considered about the process. This conversation aside, when I think about a barrel age, I'm like, oh, yeah, they just put it in a barrel and they age it. And, you know, I, I don't sit there and go, what's the risk that that's not actually going to out how many barrels have these big breweries opened and gone oh no that, i mean i'm sure with the more you know what you're doing the more seasoned you are with it the less you have those risks but it's still risks nonetheless and it's one that consumer from a consumer's perspective unless you brew you don't think about yes yeah. you've mentioned that it's a good and you can't it, you can't time it either whereas with some of these beers like when when a brewer is consistently making the same recipe they know we're going to do this it'll ferment this long we then condition it this long, we package it, it goes out. With barrel aging, you don't know how long that's going to take for it to get yeah. to the right. Like people that are seasoned will be like, okay, yep, if we start this now, I reckon it will take us about this long. But it could be that actually the time you think it's ready, you taste it, it's, it's not ready. ready yet. Or it needs to be blended with something else. Or you need to leave it for another six months. I mean, I may, and even, you know, with these higher ABV beers or with with beers that end up with fruit or different flavors and stuff in them i my first ever fruit beer that i made i made a cherry stout <laughs> i made a mistake with the recipe because i did i was that it was one of the first of my own recipes that i made and i looked through all these different recipes and i found this one i was like oh yeah i like the ingredients in this one i'm gonna use that um it was a barley wine recipe <laughs> so massive amount and i was like oh this is a okay. lot of, <laughs> this is a lot of malts so i've not used this amount of malt before 
Um, it came out at 15.2%. Oh, wow. Massive. And cherry takes a really long time as a flavour to develop as well. Um, we are about just over 18 months since I made that beer and I'm happy for people to drink it. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I made it in smaller bottles so that I could taste it along the way. Um, I tried I've got it so after six many months. questions. <laughs> I have so many questions and I feel like this warrants a whole separate yeah. discussion. Let's just do a whole, but, separate, yeah, but so... whole separate podcast on barrel aging because that is literally, yeah. I've got oh, yeah. so we'll many do, additional do questions out of interest because it's really I mean, quite an and, interesting thing. But... And that one's not even barrel aged. That's just being aged in the bottle. So then when you've got your barrel as well, you've got the the added issues that if it's a wine barrel you're like with a spirit barrel the taste that you're going to get from yeah that. you don't know and like the length of time you leave it in there is how the different flavors are going to develop there could you know you're always risking the chance of bacteria getting in there and spoiling it like the longer you leave it so that there are many pitfalls so i've got so many different questions so basically <laughs> if you want i mean we're going to probably do it anyways if you want to see an episode on aging mm aged beer not us aging no depressing <laughs> don't want to see that um let us know and um i mean we're probably gonna do it anyways because like i said i've got so many yeah. questions off of it i feel like i can learn or just maybe just overall brewing in general um and if you are from a brewery then you happen to be listening to us i don't know why you'd want to listen to me ramble on joe yes me no um and you have a specific reason why you did an impy version of yours it would be really interesting to yeah, hear let's know I know my my thought process has changed as I've become more and more involved, but it would actually be good to get feedback from breweries. So let us know. Yeah, let us know. I'm interested. (laughs) I want to know. (laughs) The smell on this, I'm getting a bit coconut on this. Just to remind you, we are drinking drinking crunch because we went off on a tangent again. (laughs) Crunch. Um, An interesting tangent, but still a tangent. Um, I'm getting a bit coconut-y smell to it. Yeah. Um, which is weird because I expect it to be uh, an immediate punch of just nuttiness. And there is some nuttiness. It's almost a bit wafery though. I'm yes. getting a bit wafery. Biscuit. Yes. So it says on the can, when our founder knew he was expecting his first child, he wanted to create a special beer to celebrate the birth of baby Michaela. So after 37 experiments, this stout was what we consider to be the perfect ratio of peanut butter, lactose and biscuit. So that's probably where you're getting that waferiness from. Yeah. A massive hit of roasted peanut on the nose, followed by a silky smooth mouthfeel and a sweet crunch that as it goes down. So yeah, so that's that roasted peanut on the nose is what I'm getting. Yeah. I get a little bit of caramel. I get a bit of peanut, but it's very mild compared to what I expected, I think. Yeah. Caramel, yes, I've got some caramel in it, but weirdly, like I said, I've got a bit of coconut in there and I'm not I think quite... that's the biscuitiness. The biscuitiness is yes, yeah, like yeah. a wafer biscuit. Yeah. I like it, but I'd like to have it on draft because I think it would be smoother. I think in the canning it, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit fizzier than I would like it to be. It's not like Mm. intensely carbonated or anything, but there's a fizz to it, a tiz, that's a word I like to use, a tiz to (laughs) it (laughs) that I would much rather have like a silky smoothness. And I want it to be a little bit thicker. I think based based on the style it is, a more of a smoothness to it i think would be beneficial but you're right it's not bad like i like it no it's really nice i just want it i want some i want a bit of chewiness to it just personally it's (laughs) it's definitely on the thinner side uh, but the flavor's there so it doesn't taste yeah like it's not like it's thin and flat there's definitely a lot of flavor there to make up the thinner bits to it but i can see if it was smoother a bit creamier a bit more full that might be yeah but we might get that from the crunch here actually yeah should we do like that crunch? let's crack it let's let's see crack have you have one. you tried the crunch here yet so yeah i've had crunch here on draft so it had that lovely creaminess to it i thought oh, i thought you just had the crunch i didn't realize you had the crunch no I, I had crunch in can and crunchier on on draft i mean the head from... on both paws are very fair they're I mean... quite they're quite similar colours. They're both yeah. kind of a dark brown with a reddish highlight to them. And I would both... say the head on this one's a bit more, um, a bit more. 
I don't know, like mocha-y coloured. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's got a bit more of a yellowy brown tinge to it, whereas the other one was beige. Yeah. I'm getting lots of coconut off this one now you've said it. Yeah. I think that's just psychological. <laughs> I'm going to, I want to put this out there, but I, because I don't know how to put it into words. I just know how to put it into pleb words and I don't really know how Go. to do it better than that. And um, it almost has a bit of like a, like it's not a burning smell, but it's like when you heat up a blow dryer and <laughs> you get that like... That's going to um, be the roasted malts. It's like a burning blow dryer smell. I'd be, re- I'd be really interested to know what what malts they used in this. There's wheat in it. Um, but yeah, I think there's a there's some ro- there'll be some roasted malt yeah. in here and that burnt smell is going to be coming from those. But it's um, not like, I want to make it clear, it's not a burnt that I'm like... No, it's, like, it's not like when you burn a baked good and you go, oh, that's burnt. Like that does not smell good. It's like that's charred. Like it's not a charred. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know. That's the only way I could describe it. And I think you've probably put it a bit more eloquently than I did. It's not as nice in can as it is on draft. It's got that tiz again. I think there's more. I'm getting a bit of a banana taste. Yeah. And that's not what it tasted like on cask when I not on cask on draft when I had it on draft. There was it was like chocolatey caramel peanutty and it was smooth and like peanut butter banana. And I don't hate it. Um, It just wasn't what I expected. But yeah, it's a more coconut smell. But then you go to taste it and you're expecting it's going to be a bit nutty and a bit coconut. And it's like peanut butter banana with the heaviness on the banana. I'm. I'm upset because I really loved it on draft and I'm not such a fan See, of it. See, I think can. mine is very thick. It is quite thick and it's smooth. It's thicker. A bit of carbonation, but I'd say it is, mine is quite chewy. Yeah, it's it's definitely thicker than, than the crunch. Although in can, I'm enjoying the crunch more. I'm not, I'm not really, if I'm honest, and this is not saying that I don't enjoy it. I'm not saying that it's a bad beer I'm no not no saying, not at all again i'm not saying that you know like you said if it's on draft it might be different um it's not as peanut buttery as i expected it to be and i love peanut butter so i wanted it to be like heavily peanut butter and i think that's my thing with crunch oh. like when it first came out everyone was like crunch is so amazing ah it's so good it's the best peanut butter beer ever um and now i and this is interesting because so we, we've had a request from a listener. Hi, Layla. Hi, Sam. Um, they emailed us and asked us if we could do a stout episode, which we are going to do. We're doing. Um, yeah, that's, that is happening. <laughs> we're going to do We're going to give you some interesting information about stouts and the range of stouts that are out there. Because Anybody lots... that takes the time to write in. <laughs> you like, will that. get your request. Oh, my God. You've listened to it. Like, yes. <laughs> we'll get your request. <laughs> But I, I went back to them and asked them what sort of questions they had about stouts. So we made sure we covered everything. Um, and Layla told me that one of her favourite stouts is um, Belching Beaver's Peanut Butter Milk Stout. Um, which is very good. Which is very good. I've had it. Um, but everyone says that that is the best peanut butter milk stout. Controversial. I don't <laughs> agree. <laughs> I really like Tailgate's Peanut Butter Milk Stout. Um, then Belching Beaver, then Crunch. That's my order of peanut butter milk stouts for you. I'd actually... For what it's I, worth. <laughs> I think I might agree with you on that because I've had them... Yeah. I've had, now I've had all three of them. And I would say Crunch is the least peanut buttery out of all of them. Yeah. I'm really gutted because obviously we already know the drama. I didn't get to go to the US this year. My sister had held for me a Reese's peanut butter cup stout. That would have been good to compare to these. <laughs> while I was there. And that would have been perfect to compare to these. Yeah. Um, and I love peanut butter. So for me, I want the peanut butter turned up. I want the peanut yeah. butter. I don't want the yeah. ABV turned up. I want no. the peanut butter and the yes. creaminess and the smoothness turned up a bit yeah. more. That being said, and especially based on what you what you said, I think I would try it again on tap. Um, yeah. I mean, because I also don't know, I took mine out of the fridge a bit, like a bit longer before you did. Um, and I'm not sure if maybe it's because a bit too, like some, I know, as a rule of thumb, stouts are usually need to be warmer, but I think there's sometimes it needs to be slightly colder. So I'm also wondering if maybe the temperature of it is maybe too warm and it's not the exact right temperature. When you get it on draft, 
it's yeah. obviously set in a way that it is the perfect temperature for pouring and, and for how you're supposed to consume it. So I'm wondering if that's maybe playing a part in it as well. Possibly, possibly. I, I just think canning it, it tends to have a little bit more carbonation to it than when it's on draft. Mm. So that kind of detracts a little bit from the body of it. But they are still enjoyable beers. That's that's fair enough, yeah. yeah. That. Um, so before we get into the final one, let's sip on this for another few minutes. What I guess, I don't know if you've had normal and the AP version of any other beers other than the ones we're having today, are there any ones that you haven't liked or you have liked in particular or? Um, oh, good question. I can tell you the ones that I've not liked. Yeah, sure. you t- you do do that first while I have a think. <laughs> so for me, turn it up to 11. Absolutely. I didn't buy it and I'm really glad Una- I didn't. <laughs> unabashedly going to say this. Um, you know, 11, turn it up to 11. I thought that was awful um it was just minging i did not like it pumped up the pump up the gem i've historically always liked up until recently turn it up to 11 really don't like covered it enough times don't need to harp on about it anymore but what i would (laughs) say about that that i haven't said before i think what they got themselves into the situation of i would have a guess that they've picked the name of that before they completed the brewing and i would guess that they were going for that 11 percent and had they been naming it after the fact, which maybe they did, but it comes across like they didn't, if they brewed it and it didn't hit that 11% or it hit a slightly different margin or they played around flavours differently, I think it would have been okay. I think it sounds like or seems like they had a name picked out and they were going for that. And that's maybe where they went a bit wrong with it. But for me, didn't didn't work, didn't like it. Um, double punk already said really not a fan of that um and the one that i'm excited to try to be fair is the alcohol free version of crunch just to see how it how it lands among these now that i've had them yeah i'm interested in that um which she did work which she did not work yeah so um i so not necessarily amped up but um left left hand brewings milk stout and then their nitro version of it um really enjoyed the nitro version like left-handed brewings uh milk stout is delicious it is like chocolate ice cream in a glass um the nitro Ooh. version then just makes it really creamy so this is an american brewery starts everybody might not be able to get it over here but uh, the nitro version is absolutely delicious like it then just makes the body of that beer just so much richer and creamier that's a really delicious version. Um, and then oh, I'm going back to brew dog again. I can't help it. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, so Tokyo star, which is um, one of brew dogs famous stouts. I really enjoyed. Um, they then did a sour version of it in overworks called arcade city that made it almost like a Flanders red ale. Um, so think Berg on Flanders and, uh, Duchess de Bourgogne, where it's got those lovely, rich balsamic flavors in there, really delicious. Like that was an amped, amped up air quotes version of Tokyo Star, and Tokyo Star is pretty amped up itself. <laughs> but I was going to say, really interesting. T- the the plain Tokyo, I, I don't, or yeah. well, Tokyo is quite high APV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tokyo Star is pretty high. Tokyo Star is some type of similar to just normal Tokyo. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so those are that those are really good. And Overworks has done a series of soured versions of Brewdog Classics. Um, they are all currently in my fridge. <laughs> I have not tried you them yet. Maybe that's Overworks, another podcast but... version. Maybe yeah, I, I don't compare. have any of those. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'll just do, do it on, on my own. own. <laughs> Ditch me. Ditch me. Everyone will love it because it will be it will be like describing things accurately and everything will be like it, it won't be like, oh, blow dryer burn. It will be something fancy sounding. Black patent malt. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot better. Just blow dryer burn. Brilliant. Right, are we cracking into this city of yeah, cake now? I really want this cake. I was gonna have this both of these for my birthday because yeah. I was gonna or cake themes yeah i was gonna do all the cake ones um and then i decided to do the ice cream as well so it's like ice cream and cake and then it became too much and then i was like surprise 
yeah I can't do that yeah, brilliant but not that I couldn't it was that I was like I don't want to feel horrible the next day so <laughs> drink responsibly listeners oh my god this smells beautiful I'm gonna resume my okay fingers for this okay it smells great it does smell cakey yeah like a nutty cake getting hot fudge vibes in the smell there's not much of a head to it i'll say that mine doesn't oh i've got a massive head on mine look yeah i don't i've got a thick creamy beige head and it is black i'm trying to see wait i'm gonna be geeky getting getting my my camera flashlight out pour it better (laughs) nope it's still my head on it. It's got a bit of a red, it's black with a red highlight. Yeah, I would say that's fair under my lighting, which isn't amazing, but a thick, creamy, beigey head on mine. It does oh. smell like a, like a thin hot fudge cake. Yeah, hot fudge, definitely. That is beautiful. That's nuttier than the crunch. That's nutty. Oh, that's nutty. That's and like I love walnuts. It. I absolutely love it. It's, it's a, like I said, it's, it's nuttier than the actual crunch and, and crunchier. Like, I, I feel like this is like coffee walnut cake. It's not beautiful. chocolate fudge. <laughs> That's not I a problem. Know, I love it. I'm, I'm getting chocolate in there as well, though. I'm get, But I am getting a fudgier chocolate, like not cacao nib chocolate. It's yeah. definitely a fudgier chocolate, but it's like, yeah. a, like a chocolate nutty cake. Yeah, that's really lovely. Um, I'd like a slight, like, just being real picky here. I'd like it to be a bit thicker. Just really picky. I'd like it just to be a touch thicker. But I would agree with that. That might be because it's canned. I'd agree with that because I think I, because of how it has that like sort of sweetness to it, like the way it tastes, it's hard to put it into words, but the way it tastes makes you feel like it should have a little bit more mouthfeel to it. I want to chew on it. (laughs) I'm not. I want to be eating actual cake. Yes, I want to eat actual cake, please. (laughs) I bet there's like, I feel like this is something that you could make like cake frosting out of. Like this would make an amazing cake frosting. I'm listening some brownies. Nice. Yeah, that would be good as well. But then I feel like it gets lost in the chocolate anyways when you make brownies. Like this is like I want to savour the nutty chocolateness. Mm. That's good. Fan I of like it. that one. I'm a fan of it. Yeah, that's my favourite one so far today, actually. It's mine as well. So let's... Let's crack this imperial version. That's quite fizzy. This one's got a better head on it. Oh, yeah. I just had to do damage control. Uh, they're about the same colour for me. This one's got a much better head on it for me. But does have Thicker a, head, I think. It does have the redness to it that you mentioned oh, as well. I just stuck my nose in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did that on one of the other ones earlier. And I went to go... I think the crunchier, maybe. I went to go smell it. And I was like, that's my nose. <laughs> oh, I just did it to myself again now. This one smells like praline. I can't get to the smell of it because the head is... I've got this <laughs> yeah. and the head is just absolutely blocking it out. Right, so top tip, listeners and viewers. I don't... I personally... This is nothing against anybody, but I personally don't like the Craftmaster glasses because I find that when you pour in them, you get a massive head. And that's fine. No, so yeah, like they're, they're nice and they're nice to hold, like they're a nice shape, but they are a pain to pour into. And they're a pain to clean because this is a pain to clean. One. Yeah, this is the small baby one. Like, yeah. do you understand cleaning this one is a pain? Yeah. They are a lovely, lovely yeah. looking glass, but they, uh, I find that they give you a massive head and then you can't get your nose into the aroma. No. So, <laughs> I put it all on my face as a, as a geeky taster. They're not my favourite glass. Now that the head's... I get praline. Like, it smells yeah, like Ferrero Rocher. Now that it's kind of gone back a bit, yeah, I'm getting that as well. It was just... I wasn't guessing it because all I got was foam. Hazelnut in this one. I got walnut in the other one, and this one I get hazelnut. It's really sweet, but not in a bad way because there's a bitterness in there that's knocking it back a little bit. I'm definitely getting a lot of sweetness, but I'm not getting as much chocolate, like fudgy mm. chocolate in this one as i did get in the other one if i'm honest i agree it's richer i think yeah it's a lot richer yeah and i think right at the end i'm getting a little bit of that alcohol warmth i'm getting more booze in this one as well yeah Uh, just to go back city of cake was 6.5 this one is 11 percent so we have turned it up to 11 in this one you can 
but you can taste that it's 11%. Like, it's not dangerous. Like, you wouldn't be like, I'm going to knock that back. Whoops, that's 11%. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm going to have to... <laughs> Some people. Oh, I <laughs> like, I like it. I like it, but it, it does tell me that it's 11%. Like, I'd have to sip it. I think for me, it's less the booziness, it's more the richness of why I couldn't do it. The booziness for me comes second to the richness where I couldn't throw it back because I go, oh, it's too rich, it's too sweet, I'm not sure. Yeah. I can... I'm getting a lot of the malty sweetness to it that I didn't get with it's the other one. very sweet. Yeah. I think I still prefer the other one. I prefer. I think I prefer City of Cakes. I think it's more balanced. I think out of all of them, City of Cake might be my favourite. It might go City of Cake, then... OG, no, not OG, yeah, OG Hazy, then both the crunchy ones, Uh, then normal Hazy, then this one, and then triple Hazy. Not that I don't like this one, it's just when it comes to how we, I'm judging based on how easy is it to drink, you know, what is the depth of flavours you're getting, and to me, I think, and how and how well it nails what it says it's going to nail. And I think that one's maybe not as... Yeah, I'm really surprised because I've always said, nope, I prefer crunchy or over crunchy. And having it out of a can today has really changed my mind. So I, and let's bear in mind, people, I'm a stout girl. City cake, then crunch, then crunchier, then cake metropolis. I'm having mind changes. <laughs> then... Hazy Jane, OG, triple. I'm having my mind changed as well. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is really gross. I literally just did like a minor, tiny little baby burp. And the taste that I got from that was more about cake. And I was like, hang on a second. And I've just drank it a bit more. And the more I drink it, the more cake-like, less, I don't know, the less rich it becomes. And I'm like, okay, right. We're keeping it classy on a Women's Brew the podcast. <laughs> You can cut all that out. I don't. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's staying in. I'd like to even <laughs> say, I, I genuinely would like to even be like, oh, it's because I've drank this many ABVs. There's no. different by ABVs. No, it's literally the amount of times that I'm like, need myself. <laughs> <laughs> the trials and tribulations of beer podcasters, listeners. Honestly, <laughs> the more, the, to be honest, I think it was the first few sips of Cake Metropolis. It was very rich. It was very boozy. Tolerable levels of boozy. Um, And I wasn't getting that fudge cake. And now the more I'm going into it, the more I think the aftertaste is quite fudge cake. So that's what I'm saying. I'm having mind changes. Hang on. I think it's a little bit too sweet for me. And I like a sweet beer. It's still sweet. I think it's still rich. It's still very rich. Um, and sweet i think but i would say that i think i prefer the cake the cake ones to the peanut butter ones which i'm surprised because i thought i was going to be like hands down yeah i thought you were going to like the peanut butter ones better you do because i love peanut that's that's your wheelhouse you love a bit i could literally eat peanut butter off a spoon i'm so happy (laughs) love it she was torn to me she was torn to me over christmas with her peanut butter pretzels peanut butter pretzels i love my peanut butter pretzels they're my favorite thing (laughs) if i could give you the next time i send you a package i'm gonna put a baggie and it's gonna be peanut butter pretzels because they are and then you're gonna last laugh's gonna be on you because you're gonna go these are amazing i need to get and then i can never get them because they're too far away (laughs) all right i've got two bulk boxes of them from tesco (laughs) Costco, not Desco. <laughs> well, while we finish sipping on this, yes. are there any that you have lined up to try, normal and MP, or ones that you want to try out of all the ones? Um, yeah. I think I missed out on it, but um, I really enjoy Amazon's desserts in a can. Those are some some interesting beers there. Um. Yeah, and I've always did. had them separate. I've never done yeah. the like I had the um the peanut butter caramel crisp jam donut. Yeah. And I'd be interested to try the barrel aged version of that because I Yes, heard, I would. What's that? The jam piece. Because I I think I no, I think I had the barrel aged and not the original. And I didn't get much of the jam. And mm. somebody said, well, the barrel aging process probably means the jam piece. Not the jam a bit off. Exactly. Yeah. I've only ever had one or the other. I've never had the same of both yeah so i've not had any of the barrel aged ones i just didn't get my hands on them um 
And I'm, I'm also finding at the moment that I think that Amazons have gotten a bit mental with their, they've gone, they've gone, they've gone a bit, yeah, <laughs> they've gone a bit, let's see how many different flavours we can stick in a can and that doesn't always work. I mean, their beers are amazing. Um, but yeah, I've sh- some of the flavour combinations I've been like, oh, I don't think I, I personally will like that. So I've st- stayed away from them. But the, I've, I've had a couple, I've had a few of the dessert in, dessert in a can ones and they are delicious but I would like to try a barrel aged one, see how that differs. Um, Millionaire from Wild Beer Co. is probably one of my favourite stouts ever. Um, that's a Millionaire Shortcake Stout. Um, I had Trillionaire over Christmas, which was their um, Imperial Stout version. It was very different. Um, it was okay. <laughs> but I think it was but again that's because you could really get like it was very very rich there was a lot of alcohol in there and I personally just didn't enjoy that um well, whereas as well there was there was apricot in there so I think it yeah. was like it's an impy version but it's a bit different yeah you put apricot in the trillionaire yeah. which I think and I don't like apricot or raisins <laughs> or anything like that that's gonna yeah add more sweetness it was to it so I wouldn't say from from my tasting of it i didn't find it sweeter i found it it was a lot of rich chocolate and like dark chocolate and i i just i wasn't a fan of that compared to when i'm comparing it to millionaire which is just silky delicious chocolate caramel biscuitiness um i just didn't think it was as good as millionaire but that's my personal preference no. Because I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Wild Beer Co. So, <laughs> I'm not sure. I feel like I've tried Millionaire, but I can't. If you actually... haven't, you should. That's some things. I feel like I have, but I can't remember doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, I really want to, and I really wanted to try True, you know, as well. So that was one of the ones that I had on my list of wanting to try because I'm not confident I've actually had Millionaire, but I hear it's amazing. It's delicious. Um, I might have had it and just forgot, but. I don't, and I might have forgot to put it on on a hat, so because I do that quite frequently. But yeah, there's we're, like on the similar vein. I've had the maple pancake from Fierce. So Fierce do quite a few of them actually. They've done um, the oh. maple pancake and they've done bourbon maple pancake. They've done uh, VBM, which is very big moose, and then they've done the bourbon BA and moose moose. Oh yes, moose moose. Um, they've done Cafe Racer and then the Barrel Age Imperial Cafe Racer. Um, they, like I said, they've done quite a few of them. Uh, and I've only had the Maple Pancake. I've never had the Bourbon one. So I'm quite interested to see, does that make it sort of too boozy to enjoy? Because it was spot on. It was Maple Pancake, like 100%. So I don't know if the Bourbon's going to make it a bit too boozy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that I do know what you mean unenjoyable in that um yeah. i've also got so i put it behind me i've put the fallen acorn which i'm sending you one of the pie hard spoiler alert because there's going to be a separate <laughs> episode for that but the pie hard and i've got the impy pie hard so i'm quite excited to try the differences between those two um i've got top ropes canadian destroyer and imperial canadian destroyer canadian destroyer um that was the maple peak and imperial stout um that one's the one that you almost bought and you didn't. Yeah. You should have because it sounds <laughs> really nice. And then I've got extra brownie pints, but I don't actually, I've never actually tried the normal brownie pints. <laughs> I've only had extra brownie pints. I've not had brownie yeah, pints. I think, I think normal brownie pints came out quite a while mm. ago. Um, and I never got my hands on that one. But when I saw the extra, I was like, I am getting that and it's happening. I've also had much no such intense such intense dance vibes from Pomona Island um but I never bought the <laughs> much intenser dance vibes <laughs> brilliant name I, so I bought such intense dance vibes because I love the name of it and I was like yeah. this like this is very me I'm buying it it's a sour it's like the, I didn't really like the guava element to it you don't like guava do you I just, I just don't. But everyone's going on about how amazing it was. And it was tropical fruits and everything. Yeah. It was the guava. I was like, yeah, you don't like guava. I can't. Um, so I never got the much intenser, but I really wanted the label. 
Oh, but I didn't want to ask anyone for the label because I felt like that was cheating. Because I was like, I yeah, because if you haven't drunk it, you can't have the label. That's not allowed. Exactly. I was like, I didn't own that <laughs> label, but I really <laughs> don't think I will like the amplified version mm. of it. Um, because yeah, it just went up to quite a high ABV. <laughs> No. you'll be really proud of me because um i've bought some pomona island because um yes. i've only had one of theirs i've i've bought bought a stout and a and a dipper sour i think I I'm, ex- I'm you got a dipper sour i got the is it the black dipper sour Chifavu. it's got a star oh, on it yeah yeah, yeah 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 there's the two that came out and i think was one a stout and one was a sour no no i think one was a one was a Hoppy one because we're I doing this all off the top of our heads. Yeah, literally. <laughs> not... I think one was a was a hoppy beer, so I didn't get that one, and the other one was a sour, so I've got the sour one. Yeah, there was two that they, yeah. they sort of like in a set. So. Yes, because they're I'm named so... after Shooting Stars references. You don't? Do you know what Shooting Stars is? You won't know, will no. you? No, no. You need to look up Shooting Stars. It's an English if comedy I... program. Do you actually understand that if I put into Google Shooting, <laughs> shooting Stars, no Shooting Stars. <laughs> Put in the sky. It's gonna be like here's a link to NASA. Like, no, put in um, Reeves and Mortimer shooting stars, then it will come up. Okay, that will that's that narrows it down a bit. If I just put in shooting stars, it will be like when can you see the next shooting star? <laughs> the website, which I love a bit of starage, but it's not going to help me understand anything no. about that. But for about what I was talking about, yeah, I love their names. Their names are like just amazing. I wanted Lee Ken Lee. When I looked up what Ken Lee was, it was really great. I'm not going to give away what it is, but <laughs> Google Ken Lee promote. Just Google Ken Lee, and <laughs> you'll know exactly what it is. I'm really sad because they did a labyrinth named beer, and I didn't get it. Um, was- it was a it was a peach beer, and it was called "You Have No Power Over Me." Oh yeah, <sighs> and I didn't get it. I love peach. I think that's why. I think that's why. I, what? See, I'm not a massive fan of peach. Which is what I was like. White grape, peach, anything white grape and peach, and I'm in. No, so peach. peach. I'm getting old, and peach gives me indigestion. <laughs> so I have to be really careful when I have peach. Otherwise, it's just like not fun. I can't apricot. No, I'm allergic to apricot. No, no apricot. You I used to really peach. love peach. Can't have peach anymore because I'm old. And you can't have peach. <laughs> yeah, sad times. Oh. <sighs> Anyways, I think I think we're kind of about done. I think so. <laughs> I think we've kind of sort of raked, ranked them all before I got to the point that I changed my mind on my ranking. Yeah. And now I know what my ranking is. No. Um, so, yeah, I guess that is it for now. If you have your favourite impy version, any normal brew, um, or there's one that you massively hated, let us know about it. Joe, where can they reach you? Um, if you want to talk to me, you can find me at a woman's brew on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Actually, I don't post on there, but you can go on there and I might I'll probably see it. I get notifications. Um, or if you want to come and find my beer school, Love Beer Learning, we are at Love Beer Learning on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Um, we also are at the website lovebeerlearning.co.uk and you can email us and also email us at the podcast at lovebeerlearning at gmail.com where can they find you yeah they can find me on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism uh yeah I've, i think i said it before I'll say it again i've joined the beer tent i'm quite excited to learn yeah. about things um and if you've got episode requests if you're at, if you're listening to this and you've made it this far and you've not just gone burning hair like burning head <laughs> like ridiculous i'm made it this far there's something you want to see us cover that we've not already covered or we've covered and you want more of it let us know reach out to me reach out to joe and um until next time cheers, cheers.